Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Matt, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time. I'm doing good. How are you? Listen, I got not a complaint in the world. Listen, I guess to start off, are you going to be at the parade? Are you making a trip? What's going on? I literally just got into Kansas City. I'm in the car right now. So, yes, I will be, uh, I will be at the parade. Uh, I figure, you know what, it's not that far of a drive from where I'm uh, where I live these days. I, it's going to be 65 degrees out, so I felt like it was the right move. Oh, listen, that's, that's not the worst thing in the world. When, when you take a look, and we discussed this to open the show, last night we all got the ratings and found out this is the most watched uh, program that we've ever had here in the United States of America. A surprise to you, or are we looking at a Taylor Swift factor here? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, definitely the Taylor Swift factor didn't hurt. But then on top of that, you have, uh, you know, the NFL is only getting more and more popular by, uh, by the hour. And so, you know, you have, you have the Mahomes factor. You have you know, she's going for a dynasty, and then on top of that, you have Taylor Swift. So I'm not surprised that it did huge numbers. I mean, that being the most watched thing ever, yeah, that that was maybe a little bit surprising. But I'm not surprised that it did an absolutely massive rating. Matt Verderam is here with us from SI. When you look towards next year, of course, Vegas already has the odds out. The 49ers are sitting on top there. Is that a little bit of a surprise? Why wouldn't the Chiefs, in your opinion, be posted as, as the odds-on favorite right out of the gate? You know, it didn't surprise me in the sense that when you really think about it, the Niners have a much easier path, at least right now. And, of course, we have free agency with the draft and everything else. We've got to go through all that. But, like, as we sit here today, the Niners have an easier path in the NFC. You know, there aren't as many great quarterbacks. There aren't as many really good teams. And so if you're San Francisco, you're looking at it as, okay, look, there's, there's you know, maybe Detroit, maybe the Packers are Jordan Love, the Cowboys are kind of there, but I don't know that you think about them as a, as a title contender with the way they've been in the playoffs under Mike McCarthy. And so I, I think you know, the, the Chiefs, there is that factor of, well, look what they're going to have to navigate. Now, of course, they've proven they can do it time and again, but it is Buffalo, it is Baltimore, it is what you would think is an improved Chargers team with, with Harbaugh now coming in. 
it is a Miami team that's dangerous. You know, so I think I think there's a lot of that that factors into those odds, not just hey, this is the best team, and so that's where we're picking it. Um, I think it, it's just it's. It's, it's more than just about the best team. It's also about how hard it's going to be for that team to get to where they want to go. Well, Matt, you're, you're very familiar with, with the Chiefs from your coverage, also the launch of, of your new show. We, we, we saw the issues earlier this year, whether it was drop passes and continuity. Sure. What are some of the, the issues that need to be addressed for the Chiefs this offseason? We know Chris Jones has his contract. What are some other areas that we need to pay attention to? Well, I, I think, look, this offseason they have a litany of defensive starters who are hitting free agency, whether it's Chris Jones, Elitari Sneed at the top of that list, Willie Gage, Tranquil, Mike Dana. Um, they're going to have to figure that out. Now, they have some cap space. They're actually in a pretty good position cap-wise. Um, and and they, can, they can open up a lot of money. They can open up $12 million if they cut MBS, which they're going to do. Uh, they can extend Justin Reed. They, they, can, they can open up some money there. They can do a simple restructure of Mahomes' contract and save $37 million against the cap. So financially, cap-wise, they're not going to have any problem. I mean, if they want to open up $50 million in space, they can do it at the snap of their fingers. Um, the question is going to be for general manager Brett Veach, if and when you open up that space, how do you prioritize it? Do you say, okay, look, we're going to bring back Jones' need, and we're going to draft uh, you know, another receiver like a Rasheed Rice where they, they drafted him last year in the second round and panned out? Uh, do they say, hey, look, we're going to go out and get a, a second-tier receiver free agency, a guy like a Calvin Ridley, um, you know, a guy like a Hollywood Brown, maybe somebody in that mold, maybe not a Mike Evans or a T. Higgins who Higgins hit the market. Um, but I think, look, if you know anything about Veach, he is very aggressive when he sees that he's got to fill a need. I would be shocked if they sit pat throughout free agency at receiver. They may not go out and get the biggest name, but they're going, to go, they're going to go out and get a meaningful player in free agency at that spot. They, they, they have to address it after what we saw this year. Matt Verderam is here with us from SI. You know, taking a look at the, the losers from this past Sunday, unfortunately the 49ers have felt this before the past couple of seasons, whether it's losing in an NFC championship, obviously the Super Bowl, injuries, what have you. How much more rope does Kyle Shanahan have? Well, I, I think he's got quite a bit. I mean, look, realistically – He's an excellent football coach. And I, and I really thought, to his credit, I thought he coached a decent game on, on Sunday. Like, I, I really did. I know a lot of people have given him grief about the third quarter and, and maybe, maybe not you know, running the ball as much as, as some people would have liked. They got a little pass happy for a couple of series. But if you really go back and look at those series, the Niners are in like second and 15, second and 18. You know, like you're not going to run the ball very much out of that. And they did target McCaffrey in the passing game. It wasn't as though they just said, hey, we're, we're moving away from McCaffrey completely. I thought the big sin of that game for the 49ers, and I thought it in real time, it's not a hindsight thing, I thought taking the ball to start overtime was insane. Insane. And I still feel that way. I know Shanahan ended up saying, hey, look, it was because if, if the, the game was still tied after each team touched the ball, we wanted to have that first shot in sudden, sudden death. I understand that. But to me, if you don't score a touchdown and you give the ball to Mahomes, that is sudden death. You're losing. Like you're, you're not surviving that. At that point in the game, the defense is both being gassed. Like, I thought if you're going to take the ball there, you've got to get in the end zone. Like, at that point, third and four at the nine-yard line, that's two-down territory for me. I'm not kicking that field goal. There's no way I'm kicking that field. That was where I thought I thought the overtime, both at the coin toss and that third and four, that was where I had my issues more with Shanahan than anything else. 
Well, Matt, let me ask you this. We talk about the pathway for the 49ers next year, probably a little bit easier coming out of the NFC. The Eagles, this is a team that, that fell right the hell off at the end of the season. There were conversations definitely about Nick Sirianni and his return. What do you see with the Eagles? He is certainly on thin ice. Yeah, I mean, Sirianni, listen, uh, I'm from the East Coast, and if I know one thing about those fans, uh, they're not going to be very patient. If the Eagles start out and they're you know, one and two or something like that, it's going to be a problem. I mean, let's, let's just be real about it. It's, it's going to be a lot of why did we keep him? Why is he here? What are we doing? How do we fix this? And so, look, I mean, they, they kept him, but at the same point, they didn't keep all of the coaches on that staff. So you know when that happens, you are on some thin ice. You are going to be looked at as, hey, you're here, but this isn't forever. And, you know, I think Sirianni deserves to have another shot at it. He's been the coach for three years. They've been to the playoffs three times. They, they went to the Super Bowl in the second year. At the same point, that collapse was unacceptable. And you can't be the guy who's kind of an in-your-face personality and then you, you, you lose a few games and the whole thing just completely falls apart. You've got to be able to rally guys and get guys back into it. He wasn't able to do that. And so, look, I think he deserves another shot. But I also think realistically, look, if they don't get off to a good start next year, the calls for his job are, in Philadelphia are going to be deafening. Well, Matt, yeah, we, we know Philly. They, well, depending on what time of the year, they might throw snowballs. They might throw other things. But it, it depends on the time of the year. We've had a lot of turnover here this past offseason when it comes down to coaching. We know Belichick doesn't have a job. Rabel doesn't have a gig. We saw the success in the first year from, from Houston, the Texans, with D'Amico and also C.J. Stroud. Is there a team that made an adjustment with the coach that you think can have some success later on this year? You know, look, I think the Chargers are very interesting. Um, you know, they're a team that you look at and say, all right, look, they, you know, they finally went out and got a head coach to have some confidence. And not, not, that, uh, not that it's perfect. Uh, because they're they're going to have to they're going to have to really redo that roster. They have a cap crunch. There's there's some guys in that team, some big name guys who are not going to be back next year. But you have Harbaugh, you have Herbert. I think you've got to at least feel like you've got the, the basis for something pretty good. Um, and then you know I look at some of the other openings. I, I think I think Raheem Morris is a good hire in Atlanta. I think he's going to do a nice job there. Uh, you know he deserved another shot as at head coach. Um, I think that he's going to provide. Uh, a boost in Atlanta after really look Arthur Smith just just never got it off the ground. It was it was a team that when you looked at them, you always felt like there should be more from that team, right? I mean, offensively they just kind of underwhelmed with all those first round picks in London, Pitts, and, and Robinson. So I think both those coaches could have you know immediate success to a degree. I don't think either one's going to Super Bowl next year. I wouldn't be surprised if either one made the playoffs. So. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Raheem Morris, we know that the Falcons are, are in the market for a quarterback. You know, when you think about these, these names, the Russell Wilsons of the world, you, you think about Justin Fields and his status, where do you think either one of those two guys are going to end up? You know, Fields is fascinating. He really is. Because when you look at the Bears, that's a team that you know, early on in his, in his career, first, first year especially, they, they, they really gave him absolutely. And now he's a guy that you look at and say, okay, they're, they're probably going to move off of him. I, I think that's reality. Whether they should or shouldn't, 
I think that's probably coming. And so if that happens and they, and they move off a field, you're, you're probably looking realistically at a situation where, you know, they get a second round pick. I, I think, I think Pittsburgh would be ideal. And I know that's been floated out there. Mike Tomlin is an excellent coach, an excellent coach. And they've got weapons. You know, they've got Pickens. They've got Fryermuth. They've got, I mean, they've got Deontay Johnson. Like I look at a guy like a Fields and say, if I'm, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, and especially if I'm a team tight on cap space, he's somebody I'm looking at that I'm interested in. I think he could be a really intriguing piece. Look, it's a little boom or bust. Maybe he goes somewhere he doesn't work out. I'm betting on the talent. I'm betting on the kid. I've never heard a bad word about him in the NFL. I think that I think he would be a very intriguing piece. Uh, and, I, and I think if you're a team like Pittsburgh and you're stuck with Kenny Pickett, and Fields could be a huge upgrade. Stuck with Kenny Pickett. And Russell Wilson, we know that he's owed a lot of money. They just gave him a lot of money. Now Sean Payton is in there. What happens with this 35-year-old quarterback? You know, we just talked about the Falcons. I, I could see that being an interesting fit there. You know, if he goes there, you know, that, that's a team that, as I said earlier, they've got talent at all. I mean, that, that's not a team you look at and go, oh, they just have nobody, and it's a total teardown. That's not the case. I mean, they, they do have real talent. They do have guys on that team. Okay, go ahead. Or you can move the ball. And he's going to cost nothing. He's going to cost the veterans minimum because he's getting all of his money still from Denver with all the offset language or anything else. So if I'm a team like the Falcons, I'm calling up Russell Wilson saying, hey, look, we'll bring in. We'll give you a shot. Come play in the Dome. Come play with some really talented offensive players. And we're going to give you a good defense. We're going to give you a really rock-solid defense. We're not going to ask you to do everything. They just ask you to play a little point guard for us. Like, I, I think I think Atlanta makes a lot of sense for a guy like Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, it, it might. You certainly know his wife is from down here, so it, that might be an yeah. easy kind of flip over. Final question for you, Matt. We've never seen a, a team go to three Super Bowls, win three in a row. Odds of that happening for the Chiefs high next year? I mean, look, if, if you're – Saying, hey, take take the Chiefs or take the field. I mean, I think the smart money is always taking the field because it's just it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard to win one Super Bowl. Now they've won two. Um, at the same point, I'm not betting against Mahomes. That's that's crazy. I mean, I, like right now, if they bring back Jones and they bring back Snead, the team is ridiculous. I mean, especially if they add in another receiver, which you'd expect they would do, whether it's free agency or the draft, maybe both. Um, they're just so talented, and they have the quarterback. I mean, the NFL, if you got the coach and you got the quarterback, you got a shot. And, look, what I, again, it's going to be hard, but who else would you pick over? Who's the team you look at and go, that team over there? I, I don't know who that team is. Yeah, there is none until they get knocked off again next year. And somehow, some way, I guess right. there's still an, an underdog level role. Let's see if that continues into next year. Matt, I want to thank you for taking the time to hop on. Where can people follow you, your work with SI, your brand new show? Fill us in. Yeah, thanks. You can go to at Matt Verderam, V-E-R-D-E-R-A-M-E on Twitter. Um, I'm on there way more than I'd like to be, but uh, you can certainly catch all my work on SI. Tweet it out there. You can, you can just you know follow it over at SI.com. And as far as the Matt Verderam show, it's on Patreon. Uh, it's, it's all that podcast is geared towards the Chiefs. My national one is at the MMQB. Um, so uh, any, uh, any and all support, always appreciate it.
No doubt about it. Listen, man, have a great – are you going to have a great time at the parade or are you working? I am doing – it's kind of a combo. I uh, I brought my dad out here because he, he's been a Chiefs fan for 55 years. So uh, going to enjoy it with the old man and I'll uh, probably write a column off of it. Beautiful. There's, there's nothing wrong with, with having a little bit of fun with family and then also being able to work. Hey, Matt, have a good time. Thank you again. We'll talk to you down the line. Absolutely. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.